I know it's called an author biography, but it isn't a biography. How long should your author bio be? What should you include and what should you leave out? Once you have it, where should you use it? How can you use an author biography before you even have a book? Answers to these questions and more on episode 29 of Writing Pursuits. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. Please leave a comment, a star rating, and follow the show to help others find writing pursuits. The internet has been out at my house, and I have discovered a few of my resources, like my intro and outro, are available only in the cloud. So no fancy stuff today. It's just you, me, and the mic. So thank you for listening. Your author biography is your business card, your elevator pitch, and your introduction rolled into one. Taking the time to craft a strong author bio will help you establish a consistent image across your books and across the internet. I know it's called an author biography, but it isn't a biography. Not really. So none of this. Elsa Author was born in Houston, Texas in 1949, the fourth of five kids. Her family moved to Washington, D.C. when she was six. Elsa was a twirler at Monument High School and enjoyed her moment in the spotlight at the New Year's Day Parade in New York City when she was a senior. She met her husband, Gary, during her sophomore year at St. Somebody College and so on. Don't write your future Wikipedia biography. Stick with high-level detail and strive to make a reader connection instead. The first thing you need to do is understand the purpose of an author biography. For nonfiction author biographies, the author bio is about establishing credentials and authority. Lead with your credentials. If you don't have the fancy credentials after your name, and you are approaching your topic from life experience, how do you know what you are talking about? You need to communicate that. Are you a cancer survivor? Did you lose 50 pounds and keep it off? How are you uniquely suited to discuss your topic? Make your abilities and expertise clear. I chose the following example from among the current Amazon nonfiction bestsellers. This author biography is from the author's central page. For reference, it is 121 words long. Lane Ribello, LCSW, is the author of the best-selling Baby Sign Language Made Easy, The Complete Guide to Baby Sign Language, and My First Book of Baby Signs. Her latest book is Baby Sign Language Songs and Games, which includes 65 fun and easy language-building activities to help teach little ones signs. She is the founder of Tiny Signs, 
an award-winning baby sign language program. As a licensed social worker, Lane worked for many years with families in the Boston area. Lane began studying American Sign Language in 2006, after her first baby was born, and was amazed by all she had to say. She lives with her husband and two children in Massachusetts. You can find Lane online at tinysigns.com, Instagram at tinysigns. Let's dissect Lane Rebello's author bio. First, she states her name and follows it with her prof- professional credential, LCSW, which stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Then she lists her other books and their purpose to teach little ones signs. She is the founder of Tiny Signs. She mentions her years of experience in the field and ends on a personal note. Finally, she mentions her website and her main social media profile. She has chosen a corporate identifier of Tiny Signs for her company, website, and Instagram account. Okay, now for someone who doesn't have any letters after her name, but has had some success in her space. Let's study Jen Fish's author bio. Jen Fish, creator of the blog Keto in the City, an international best-selling cookbook author, is passionate about offering simple solutions for following the ketogenic lifestyle. She is a single working mother who has battled autoimmune disorders for 20 years and has turned to the kitchen to find simple, delicious ways to make the ketogenic diet work for her busy lifestyle. With a loyal Instagram following at her page, at Keto in the City, her growing YouTube channel, Keto in the City, and hundreds of thousands of visitors to her blog, KetoInTheCity.com, Jen is one of the top influencers in the ketogenic space. She is not a nutritionist or trained chef, just a determined mom who searched high and low for a way of eating that would reduce the inflammation caused by her autoimmune disorders and allow her to feel like the very best version of herself. She lives with her daughter in Hermosa Beach, California website, ketointhecity.com forward slash blog. Jen's author bio is 159 words long. The bio begins with her name and something she has done to establish authority in her space, a well-known blog among keto diet fans. She mentions her why, her personal struggle with autoimmune issues. This fact may help readers feel connected. She mentions her Instagram account and her YouTube channel, appropriately named Keto in the City. This establishes her accessibility and her brand. Notice how she mentions she is not a nutritionist or a trained chef. This builds rapport with her readers who are not nutritionists or trained chefs either. Her lack of formal credentials actually empowers potential readers to pick up her book and give the recipes a try. She ends on a personal note and includes the link to her website. Both authors establish their credibility in different ways. Both make an implied promise of success to anyone who reads their author biography. Well done! For fiction biographies, the author bio is intended to establish rapport and connections with your reader. Go light on awards if you mention them at all. Your bio must fit your brand, your identity, and your genre. Study the best-selling authors in your genre 
not their achievements, but the way they connect with the readers by naming common interests, weird characteristics, and making a promise. I know, I know, Stephen King's biography is a litany of successes, but I'm just going to say, it's very boring. Much better is the author bio for James L. Rubart, which is 122 words long. James L. Rubart is 28 years old, but lives trapped inside an older man's body. He thinks he's still young enough to water ski like a madman and dirt bike with his two grown sons and loves to send readers on mind-bending spiritual journeys they'll remember months after they finish one of his stories. He's the best-selling Christie Hall of Fame, Carol Inspee and RT Book Reviews, award-winning author of 10 novels, co-author of the Time Traveling Detective series, The True Lives of Rembrandt Stone, co-owner of the Rubart Writing Academy, and an audiobook narrator. He lives with his amazing wife in a small town in eastern Washington. More at www.jameslrubart.com and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash jameslrubart. Let's take a closer look. James leads with humor. That bit about the 28-year-old living in an older man's body was great. He mentions two high-impact sports, water skiing and dirt biking. This establishes his brand for high adventure. He promises mind-bending spiritual journeys that are memorable. Then he fills his audience in on his credentials, his awards, his past work, and his writing academy. He ends on a personal note. And finally, he mentions his website and a way to meet him on social media. Now seems like a good moment to break away and remind you that Writing Pursuits is run by Catrice McKee, who's been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Catrice is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. Sometimes I forget to mention my editing services, so thank you for your patience. Let's go over a few tips for writing a strong author biography. One, figure out what makes you unique. Also, figure out the promise you are making to your readers. Write in third person. This is a hard and fast tradition. Don't stand out for the wrong reason. Three, don't be shy. Use your first and last name or your pen name immediately. Catherine McKee, blah, blah, blah. Four, try to fashion one line that sums you up. Think of it like the tagline of a book. From the examples we went through earlier, I think Jen, Jen Fish did the best job. Jen Fish, creator of the blog Keto in the City, an international best-selling cookbook author, is passionate about offering simple solutions for following the ketogenic lifestyle. That's a great one-line, sum-it-up, high-level bio. You need to try to fashion that one line that sums you up. Think of it like the tagline of a book. It's going to be short, sweet. Um, every line it's going to, every word is going to count. Uh, make it something that you could offer to somebody or at least a variation of it so they would know who you were if you just met them. Now, add two to three more sentences for a total of 150 words or less. Keep it tight. Do not be satisfied by your first attempt. Create at least 10 versions 
and you'll be amazed by the results. Six, you're not going to write one author bio. You're going to write four. Make one long bio up to 300 words for your about page on your website. May as well have it. One medium bio of about 200 words. Your normal bio of about 150 words or less. And your short bio, your one liner. You know, it can be two lines. Just make it short. All right, so I would suggest that you go in reverse order. Write your very short one first, add to it to make the normal one. That's the one you're going to work the hardest on. Then the stuff that you really, really wanted to be in that one, add it to the next bigger one. And then, you know, you can get a little bit verbose verbose on your about page. Someone, if they get to your about page, they're really interested in you. So that's fine. Seven, be completely honest. Fabricated awards honors, experience levels, titles, achievements. Those, If you fabricate those things, that will come back to haunt you. Readers want authenticity and they will turn on you like a shark frenzy if you get caught in a lie. And you will. You will get caught in a lie if you make stuff up for your bio. Just don't do it. Eight, hire a professional photographer to create your headshot. Nine, if you have a series or previous novel, go ahead and mention it. 10. Always include your website URL if you have one. Failing that or your favorite tag for uh, social media. So if you have an Instagram account and you don't have a website, mention your Instagram thing where people can find you and make a connection. 11. Leave out high school accomplishments. Can I get an amen on that? For nonfiction, it is probably desirable to mention your highest degree level in whatever field. For fiction, mention degrees or positions only if it bears on the genre you write. Here's a fictional example. Billy Ryder, MD, was the executive director and chief medical examiner for Murder County for 27 years, adding the weight of his experience and know-how to his whodunits. That makes perfect sense. You mentioned he's an ME because he writes whodunits. So if your professional background has something to do with your fiction, that's a great way to use it. 12. An author bio needs to be evaluated periodically to see if it can be updated and improved. At first, the author bio seems like a set it and forget it piece of material, but things change. Readers change. We change. So put your bio evaluation on your annual list of tasks. Also, your author headshot, the one you paid for, will need to change, no matter how attached you get to the one from 20 years ago. Okay, where does an author bio go? Your author biography, whether you are still aspiring or fully fledged, is one of the more useful pieces of material you can create before you have a book. Before you have a book, you need to stake out your social media territory. For a name like mine, Catherine McKee, this hasn't been a problem. But Jane Doe has a problem. There's already an author by that name, or at least there is an author who has claimed Jane Doe as their identity. So the next Jane Doe has a problem. Let's make believe Jane Doe stands for any fairly common name. On the surface, their author name seems unique. But on closer examination, it isn't. So as soon as you have committed to being an author, for real this time, claim your name or standard variation like 
author Jane Doe or Jane Z Doe on every major social platform. Search for your desired user ID on every platform before you make your decision. Also search Google, Amazon, Kobo, and anywhere else you can think of. If you already have Jane Doe 3.14159265359 on one platform and Jane Doe the math nerd on another, it's time to find a standard. Okay, I know that was a math joke. Sorry, everybody. Try. It is not always possible to secure a standard identifier, but try. It's kind of like a handle, like the tiny signs or keto in the city or James L. Rubart. You want to try to be standard across platforms because it's part of your branding. Create a profile with your headshot, author name, and bio on every major social platform. You do not need to be active on every platform, but stake out your identity. Claim your handle. Eventually, you want to point to your website from everywhere when you have your book. Stake out maybe YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, LinkedIn. Uh, You can go on Goodreads as a reader, and it's okay to use a different reader profile while you learn about the platform. Same is true for BookBub. You can go on there as a reader and you don't have to have the same reader profile as your author profile will eventually be. And I don't think you can claim to be an author without a book. That's a good way to learn the the platform before it becomes a necessity in your writing life. Snapchat, TikTok, any place you might eventually um, be on social media, That's a great way to tie it down. It's also a great way to keep someone else from snagging your your identity, not like your personal information, but your brand. If you if you can save your name or a variation of your name or your brand, whatever you're going to call it, then it's good to do it before someone else has that bright idea or someone else with a similar name comes along and snags it and keeps you from it. All right. Do you understand? I hope that's that's clear. If you have a reader magnet, then you can use your bio and your photo and whatever else in a page in your reader magnet. Your newsletter service provider, MailChimp, MailerLite, and so on, will want a version of your bio. And they'll want that kind of information. You can use your picture there too. Your landing page for your reader magnet. You don't need a website at first, but take advantage of the landing page. Nearly every service provider enables you to create. And then if you want to offer your reader magnet through BookFunnel, then you'll need your bio there too. So it becomes very useful. When you have a book, of course, your bio will appear in the ebook or on the back cover of your print book or on the cover of your audiobook. Also, you need to update the profiles you have and add a few more. If your book is on Amazon, be sure to set up your author central page with your bio and claim your book. Create your author profile on Goodreads and BookBub finally and and use your bio and claim your book. If your book is going wide, set up a profile on Books to Read and Kobo, Barnes & Noble and everywhere your books are going to be sold. Set up a basic website with a homepage and your about page and a newsletter sign up form to deliver your reader magnet. I promise you don't have to blog if you don't want to. In the future, remember you will need to keep your author bio updated. Put a yearly task in your calendar, like I said before, to read it through and decide if it needs to be updated this year. 
Thank you for joining me today. If you have questions about writing or need a story diagnostic, please go to writingpursuits.com. That's all I have for today. Until next time, keep writing, my friends. Keep writing.